Hey, this is James McCoy. Welcome to the JM Sports and Wrestling Podcast, where you will hear the latest in wrestling and sports. Nothing here is off limits. So let's have some fun. So tonight's going to be a special episode because I'm going to bring up a name that's very controversial, and that is CM Punk. And the reason I want to talk about CM Punk is that earlier this week, a video came across my Facebook feed that had to do with Triple H commenting on the CM Punk um, audio from when he left in 2014. I have Lane here with me. Say what's up, Lane. What's going on, guys? All right. So, Lane, you've listened to the video, and there's a part of the video that really jumps out at me, and it's the last 20 seconds of the video where CM Punk had mentioned about a drug test, Triple H saying that Batista had taken the same drug test, and after that, in this video, it says that Triple H thought then that the mic was off, and you can clearly hear him say something after that. What did he say, and what do you think he meant behind it? He said if he really wanted to, he could have swept CM Punk under the rug and called him a paranoid manic depressant. And I think the sweep him under the rug comment is he could have, you know, falsified the drug test and really done away with him, giving it a suspension or even, you know, termination, if he really wanted to, as I think the comment he was trying to make. That's how I took it. See, and I am in the same boat you are. When I first heard that, I had to hear it a second time because I was kind of in one of those moments where it's like, wow, did that really just happen? Did I hear that right? And I, and I want to clear up, I don't know how old this audio is. Obviously, it's, you know, somewhere from 2014 on to now I'm in the same boat you are I think that's exactly what he meant because I've sat here and I've racked my brain since I've thought about it all and I can't honestly think of another reason why see it, why he would even say something like that now one other reason I did come up with was maybe he was saying if he just wanted to you know I guess fire him but I I don't want to believe Triple H was trying to insinuate he could falsify a drug test. Is he in the power to do that? Yeah, he could. I don't want to believe that, and I don't think a lot of people out there either want to believe that, but the more I think about it, what else did he mean? Well, it could just have been Triple H trying to make himself look better by trying to say, you know, I could have done this and I could have done that, but I didn't. You know, I'm not that mean of a guy. I could have been trying to play the sim- not necessarily sympathy, but Basically saying, this is what I could have done, but I didn't. I'm not what you people think. Yeah, I mean, because CM Punk has really put Triple H in a bad light. You know, I mean, if we all remember when he went on the Colt Cabana podcast, I mean, he, on a very variety of topics, completely ripped Triple H up one end and down another. And really painted Triple H, you know, into a bad light. And I will admit I was one of those guys who thought maybe CM Punk was just being too hard on on Triple H. And maybe I thought maybe CM Punk was just too sour grapes. But then I hear this, and especially that last part. And, and I'll be honest with you. It made me start to wonder, did CM Punk have valid points then? Because let's say for the sake of argument that that's what Triple H meant. What do you think that says about Triple H the man, not the COO, not the wrestler, but Triple H, the man. Well, this isn't the first time someone's accused Triple H of 
trying to cost them their job. Or this ain't the first time it's been brought up that Triple H has cost them on their job. It's been, you know, it's, it's been reported, and Triple H has even said that when Punk first started, he didn't think Punk was. He said he shouldn't have even been on ECW back in 2006. Um, I mean, there's been other countless wrestlers who have come forward and said, even like Scott Steiner and several others that have said Triple H has cost them their jobs. So, I mean, I don't know. In all fairness, we've also heard this about Cena. We've also heard, you know, Alex Riley being a prominent one who has said Cena cost him his job. I mean, it seems like if you were a top star, somebody from the bottom always complained and always said that this person cost me my job. True. But guys, when we come back, we're going to hit on this a little bit more. We'll be right back. All right, I am back with Lane, and we're going to continue to hit on the CM Punk conversation. So let's give people some back history. Lane, why did CM Punk leave the company 2014? <laughs> How much time do we got? I mean, the, the main reason he gave was because he was injured and said he was injured, and the doctors didn't believe him. <clears throat> and he went and got a second opinion, third opinion, and said he could have died from his injuries. He needed a break and he was burnt out. That compared, or that combined with backstage politics, he had just had enough. Yeah, another reason also being was because he felt like that he did so much for Vince McMahon to help bail him out of situations. And, and what I mean by that is Vince McMahon coming to him saying, Will you do me this favor? CM Punk saying he didn't like it, but he'd do it. And also told Vince McMahon that he owed him one. And really, what all he really wanted was to main event you know, WrestleMania, and um, he didn't get that opportunity for whatever reason. Um, I, well, we've heard from CM Punk on why he thought he never made a bit of WrestleMania. I truly believe he didn't make a bit WrestleMania for one reason. They didn't think that he had drawing power. And I completely disagree with that. Completely disagree with that. CM Punk had one of the longest title reigns in recent history. Granted, was he the last match on every card? No. Did CM Punk always get a reaction everywhere he went? Yes, he did. Did the crowd chant for him good or bad? Yes. So, and you also put him with Paul Heyman when he sacrificed his babyface status to work with Heyman. Why CM Punk claims he was on top of the merchandise wall outselling John Cena and everything else. So, if that is the reason that they didn't believe that he had the drawing power, then why was he outselling the man, you know the face of the company at the time, John Cena? Oh, I think I think it boils down to he well, he wasn't handpicked. I mean, if you look over time, the WWE with Vince and Kevin Dunn, they've always picked who they want. Currently, it's Roman Reigns, and it's not working. They never picked CM Punk, nor did they ever pick Daniel Bryan. But look how how the status that they got, and how how quickly it wasn't their plans. So I think that because they were never the homegrown, start from scratch WWE built guy, that's why he was never the main event. 
that's completely unfortunate because he was a Paul Heyman guy from the very start all the way down and what was it FCW is that what it was or was oh no it was OVW OVW where Paul Heyman met CM Punk took CM Punk under his wing worked with him told WWE here bring him up this guy will be good for you and uh, it I wish he I wish WWE would have went with CM Punk in the main event because hey Look at all the dream matches you could have had with Punk in the main event. Me, personally, I feel like Jericho and Punk should have been that last match on the card that year at WrestleMania when they fought. That's how I, I that's totally how feel like he should have also main evented the following year with Undertaker. Because that was, for me, that year at WrestleMania 29, that was the hottest match. And even at 28, the program that Jericho and Punk had, that was what I was into the most. Oh, yeah, because if you think about it, it was Chris Jericho trying to get CM Punk to drink alcohol because Punk's mantra was always straight edge. Never smoke, never drink, never do drugs. And when Jericho would, you know, bring the six-pack of beer or bring the, you know, the hard alcohol and pour it all over Punk's face, I mean, you want to talk about a hard-hitting, you know, story to get behind, getting sympathy for Punk and making Jericho look like the biggest ass out there at the time. How doesn't that match not main event? Well, what about the following year whenever he took Paul Bear's ashes, not his real ones, but for the story, his ashes right. on himself and poured them on The Undertaker? Yeah. Come on. You poured a dead man's ashes out. I mean, that that right there is like what, that's what got me into that match when he took the iron and dumped out the ashes. Yeah, yeah. Should have made a minute. And that match was so well done that in any other WrestleMania, it definitely would have made a venue. All right, guys, when we come back, I'm going to talk about if we'll, if we'll ever return. All right, we'll be right back. All right, we are back back and we are going to wrap up our special on CM Punk and Lane you were just talking about how the last two Wrestlemanias that we saw Punk yeah one when he was the champion when he battled Jericho and then the next year he battled The Undertaker which one was your favorite out of those two and why story wise I would say the Jericho story I mean especially knowing that it was supposed to go further, but Vince kind of pulled back. I mean, with the whole alcohol story and, you know, calling his sister a bastard because, or he was the bastard because he was born before yeah. his parents were married and his sister, you know, was a drug addict and his dad was an abusive alcoholic. And in the story and the way Punk sold it and, you know, there was, there was a, supposed to be a spot where Jericho was going to tattoo Punk or Punk was going to tattoo Jericho. And I think if that would have happened, that would have been great. But storyline wise, that that was they built it up really good. But I was disappointed with, I was disappointed with the match. Not that it was a bad match, but it wasn't what I was expecting. I think. But as far as match goes, I think his match was Undertaker. I think that was the last really good match Undertaker has had at WrestleMania, because it was the year after he fought Brock Lesnar, then Bray Wyatt, and then, I believe Roman Reigns. There may be one more missing, but I think that was the last good match. Undertaker has had at WrestleMania from an in-ring standpoint. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that storyline was, you know, was great. I think the Undertaker one 
to you know to me was the favorite because you know he Undertaker just lost Paul Bear and you know for me I've always looked at it from a reality based standpoint and, and don't get me wrong both storylines were definitely reality based but for me there was just something iconic about seeing CM Punk take ashes now granted not real ashes but you know for the storyline and that had to do with the Undertaker's you know friend pretty much and put them all over himself and then turning around and stealing the urn and playing the games he played with with the urn there was just something about that storyline that really resonated with me it just it had me hooked from start to finish and I would even say that CM Punk should have been to the street then I will agree with you on that 100% I think he should have been the guy to beat it I think I mean, because Brock's the one that beat it, but he was already an established guy. I think that would have, that would have, I don't think that the crowd, the fans would have been as upset if Punk would have beat a Sayer like with when, when Brock Lesnar did. Right. But looking looking at it now, I think they made the right decision seeing that CM Punk didn't stick around. Exactly. But maybe had he beat the streak, maybe he would have stuck around. I mean, who knows? Exactly. Because you think, because look what it did for Lester. It turned him into a unbeatable monster. Who's to say after that it wouldn't have led to main eventing WrestleManias for Punk, you know, starting that next year. Let me ask you a question. Is Punk ever coming back? I honestly believe so. One day. Not soon, but I, I believe at some point he'll get the itch again, just like everyone else has left, whether it was Brett or the Warrior. Steve Austin, he, I'm not, he might not ever wrestle again, but I think at, at, at some point in time, like with Bret Hart, when he came back, you know, for health reasons, he couldn't wrestle. I'm not, I don't know if he'll ever wrestle again, but I think at some point, he will be back with the company. What about his impact? Uh, what, what about his impact in WWE? If Punk never returns to wrestle, what was his impact? I think it was breaking that glass ceiling, one, for the smaller wrestlers, but two, in independent wrestlers since CM Punk's come in if you look at the roster guys like uh, Neville guys like Seth Rollins uh, Dean Ambrose like AJ Styles. Uh, Styles Kevin Owens Sami Zayn all these guys but have never been signed before Punk came along and they weren't and once Punk came along and he, he shattered the glass ceiling and showed that just because you didn't start with WWE from the ground up doesn't mean you can't main event or you can't draw money, or you can't put on a good show. I think that's what his legacy really is. That and the mind. He had a great mind. If you think about it, you know, with the the Straight Edge Society, the the, the programs he had with Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Probably my favorite punk program ever was the program he had with Jeff Hardy, where he called him out about his failed drug uh, right. tests and all that. Yep. I think that's what he's gonna be remembered for. All right, we're gonna do one more segment because I want you to hit on that a little bit more. We'll be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back, and we are going to let Lane finish up on his thoughts about CM Punk and where he thinks the impact Punk made the most in wrestling. But first, before we do that, I want to chime in that Lane and I, when we're doing this, this is just two guys right here, you know, talking about wrestling. And, you know, sometimes we 
see articles, we read articles. And if we do that and we tell you what's on the articles, we will definitely give credit to where these articles come from. And we will never try to take you guys down a road of not being honest. We will speculate like wrestling fans that we've been, you know, our whole entire lives and give you guys the best content that we can give you. You know, I wanted to do the CM Punk here, you know, the CM Punk thing here because there's a lot to talk about when it comes to CM Punk and what kind of impact he's had. So with that, Lane, I'll let you finish up on what you were saying about the impact he made. Like I said, I think his impact will be breaking the glass ceiling for smaller wrestlers and also independent wrestlers. I think that, I mean, because he, he had a very short time in the company, but, but did a lot. First ever two-time Money in the Bank winner. Also did it back-to-back years. Um, I mean, he successfully cashed in both times. He Raw and SmackDown and, and ECW. He was on all three brands. He was the champion of all three brands. I mean... He, he really did it all. And I, I think, like I said, I think it's going to be to where he, just like Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart did it in the 90s, I think he broke that glass ceiling for smaller and independent wrestlers. To hit on what you said, you know, like you said, we're just two guys that, that love professional wrestling, and we don't make money off of this. So we're not going to feed you BS or rumors or try to feed all this information to get likes. We're just going to talk about wrestling, which is what we love. That's right. And, you know, there's a guy that we knew, um, a guy that we considered a friend at a time. And being with this guy, you and I definitely learned a few things. And, you know, again, this is just pure speculation on our part. We have no proof. This is just what we think after, you know, being around this person and interacting so i will ask you this did was elliot bush ever an honest news wrestling reporter as far as when he meaning when he would tell us things did he ever credit where he got it from did he ever say where he got it from you know mm, he, like all that. he said was his sources yeah yeah my thing with that is, is that if you're going to say your sources and then the next minute turn around and say, well, I'm really not supposed to be talking about it. Well, my question would be, then why are you talking about it? My guess would be is that he was trying, you know, he doesn't have a source. And again, I want to be clear. I don't know this for a fact, but for me, one plus one equals two. And if you have a source and look, I get that maybe you want to, you know, protect that source and that's fine. And I get that. But there's just a lot of things that just don't add up. And I think you totally agree with that, right? And that's going back to the point where we're, we're making. We're not here to get false information or we're not here to speculate on stuff that there's no information on or to try to get, you know, we're not clickbait, nothing like we just want to talk about professional wrestling. Two guys that have loved it their whole lives, and, and that's all this is. And this is all it's ever going to be. Um, you know, it, it's, it's also sports because I love sports, and all you know, I love talking about that as well. But we just wanted to make sure that everyone out there who listens to this 
understands that that we love wrestling and this is what we're going to talk about. I love sports. Lane loves sports. This is what we're going to talk about. And we're going to always do our best to be honest. Elliot, maybe you should take a page from that and learn how to be honest yourself. All right, guys, you made it to the end. Thanks for hanging out with us. Be sure to hit the clapping button so I know which segments that you like the best. Also, be sure to hit the star button to favorite the station and share with your friends. You can also find us on Google Play, Pocket Casts, and Apple Podcasts. I'm sorry, I just had a little brain moment there. And I hope you guys have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Lane, thank you again. Yeah, have a good one. All right, we'll talk to you soon. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm back. Um... This is just me here for a minute. I want to hit on more about what we talked about towards the end of last segment about wanting to be as honest as possible with the information that we put out. I ran out of time, so I didn't get a chance to really hit on it as much as I maybe wanted to. So like, so like Lane and I said before, we're just two guys who love wrestling. I love sports. He loves sports. But our true passion is wrestling and I've watched wrestling. My first match was three years old. Hogan slammed Andre the Giant, and I was hooked. And I've been hooked ever since. So with doing this podcast and coming up with this idea to do it, I always knew that I was going to do my best to put out the best content that Lane and I could actually put out. So there was a person that we had interacted with for a time, and we noticed that He would put stuff up that we came across that were found in other articles. So, and he would never give credit for it. He would never give credit to it. He would always say that it was his sources. But we would always go and find out that it really wasn't his sources unless his sources worked at Ringside News or or Cage Seats or, you know, any wrestling page that you see on Facebook or anywhere. In his group, there was a man, I will not mention him by name here, out of respect, but he had put up a post. Um, I can't remember what the post was about. I believe it had something to do with AJ Styles. The post was taken down 20 minutes later by his wife, and then his wife reposted about 20 minutes later saying, and I quote, look what I found, credit the wife's name. And that really struck a chord with me because... If you're in a group, does it really matter who finds what and who puts it up first? Because when you're in a group, it's about, you know, you want to spread wrestling around. And to me, it doesn't matter how you spread it around, whether it's through articles or whether it's through videos or whether it's through, you know, if you go to an event, any way you can spread it in a positive outlet is only positive for your Facebook page, for your group, etc. So for me and Lane, we are going to continue to do the best that we can. And we are going to continue to put out the best stuff that we can. And we're going to try to be as honest with you guys and girls as possible. Um, I don't have my own Facebook wrestling page and neither does Lane. Um, We're a part of one. Him and I are a part of one together. And we've learned from that group how certain things should be done. Now, like in every group, is everything perfect? Is everyone perfect? Absolutely not. And I'm not going to try and sit here and say that it is perfect. But there are people who do things right. And when you do things right and spread it 
positively, you grow it. And this guy hasn't been posting on his page as he claimed that, you know, his group was a very big group. He's claimed that he has wrestlers in the group. But we've gone through when we were a part of it and we would look at members and we would never find the wrestlers with their their real names. Road Dog, Brian J. James, right? The Road Dog. He claimed was there, the boogeyman. There's others. The point is, is that dishonesty is not going to get you anywhere. Being dishonest to people who you want to be a part of your group and help spread your group isn't going to help you. It's not going to help you spread it. Yeah, maybe temporarily until people start seeing through it. But they will eventually see through it like Lane and I did. And so I just wanted to come back here and just hit on this a little bit more. That if you guys can prove, if, I want people to call into my station. If you guys know Elliot J. Bush and have been a part of it, uh, you know, a, a part of his group, I want you guys to call me. Let me know if he indeed does have a source in WWE or if he's at least ever mentioned it. I would love to hear from you guys, guys, girls, anybody. If you guys can verify this for me, I will gladly apologize. But again, I'm just being as honest as I can be. Guys, thank you. I appreciate everything. Thanks for all the love you give me. Talk to you guys soon.